Oh my goodness. Welcome back, everybody. I am so excited to be here. I can't even stand it. I haven't seen you in ages and I just want to sit and visit with you about all that I have found out about this summer. Like seriously, I had quite the summer, really high highs, some low lows, and it really helped me put into action some of the basic core tenets of the learn to love your story process that I teach women in midlife to get themselves out of their funk feeling stuck, feeling like their life isn't where they want it to be and moving them into a centered life thriving. And that my friends is what I'm going to talk to you about today. We're going to check in. How did I put that together in my own summer? How did I rejuvenate some of these skills for myself? And what would I suggest that you be doing if you're feeling kind of in that funk heading into the fall? Let's do a little late summer cleaning, right? Let's kind of, let's look at our own closets. Let's clean some stuff out, take some stuff to donation, take some stuff to the garbage and really make our lives the lives we are centered in, that we love, and that we want to come back to each and every day. Do you want to know how to do that? Well, then you want to keep listening. Welcome. This is Midlife Crisis to a Centered Life Thriving a podcast that teaches women in midlife to unapologetically stop silencing their dreams and start designing the lives they want to live in. I'm your host, Dr. Natalie, and as a clinical psychologist of the last two decades and a twice-divorced single mother myself, I not only know how hard it can feel heading into midlife, I am living it right here with you. I have taken all the many failed attempts and lessons learned in my own life and combine it with my extensive clinical experience to give you the tools you need to make midlife the best time in your life. No joke. So let's get started. Oh, welcome back. I am so happy to be here. And... I just recorded 20 minutes of this without recording. So I'm going to try and bring the zest that I had (laughs) to that original version of this as I was checking in with you. But I really, I'm like, I just went, and then I didn't realize that I hadn't pressed record because I thought it's like, I'm here with you. It's like, I picked up my water and we're sitting across from each other. And I get to tell you the story of all the thought, all the stuff that I've done this summer and what that got me thinking about and what that got me thinking about for you. Oh my gosh. I'm just, I'm, I'm still excited. So hopefully I get it all out here in a, in a good thoughtful way. And, and you can take something away from today's podcast. So it really is just a check-in. You haven't heard from me since I want to say I did one recording late May or early June. But I think all we've had all summer is our Women Inspiring Women series. Did a lot of those recordings from the road. Weren't those fabulous? I'm going to plug those in throughout the year. So you will get a little reprise from our Women Inspiring Women series. When we start talking about different 
things that I think that one of those women really was nailing it for us, I will make sure to to revisit that podcast and resend re it out to you guys that are on my mailing list. Make sure you are on my mailing list, by the way. What the? You want to make sure that I'm sending you out the, the newsletter every week that you're seeing when the new podcasts are getting submitted. So make sure that you go to the notes and are signed up for things like that. And also make sure that you've joined our online community because I did an entire blog throughout my, my four weeks on the road and almost daily. And there were pockets of time where I didn't have access or just no time, <laughs> but almost daily was blogging for you and kind of telling you, you know, day by day, what I was, what I was gathering, what I was thinking about, what, what kind of stuff I was learning. And so if you want to be part of a community like that, where we can share those things with one another, please make sure you look in the notes and click on the community sign up as well. All right. So the summer, right? It started with, well, it started over a year ago when my son was graduating. You know this because I talked about it in my last podcast that I did, but I really was having some soul searching around. I'm working too much. I don't want to be doing that. Time is really a commodity that's important to me. So I recentered around time being that important commodity and needing to, you know, spend more time with for myself, with myself, <laughs> building that relationship with my kids. Um, and maybe, maybe I threw out in the universe, I could just have like a whole month maybe in the summer that I took and like I could work from the road and I could do stuff. Well, I implanted that into the universe and come this spring, I started having conversations with a friend of mine and making those arrangements to happen. So we did, we went for four, a little over four weeks. I thought it might be five, but the way it worked out, it was a little over four and we stayed with, you know, a friend, family of a friend. We stayed, we met other family camping. We um, did stuff over the 4th of July camp. I mean, like we were all over um, on the East coast, mostly in the Allegheny mountain area, which is gorgeous. Oh my goodness. Like road trip of my lifetime. And that's saying something because I like road tripping. I've driven in a lot of places, a lot of beautiful places, but there were some epic breathtaking curves when you were driving. I mean, we had, we had our ups and we had our downs, right? We were with friends. It was lovely. We were enjoying ourselves and our camper trailer blew a flat tire at one in the morning. That was fun. If you're in my Facebook community, you saw me blog um, more specifically about that. But even that didn't get us down because we were like, whatever, we had the spare. I changed it. Life is okay. We got home, all the things. So it was a really lovely way to send off our summer. All right. I just wanted to take a minute and thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for making this podcast even a thing. It's being downloaded all over the world, which really amazes me, but it also warms my heart because I felt like this is the kind of information that women in their 40s and 50s and 60s need to start hearing. We need to get a fire lit under us, right? But we also need to know how to go in the right direction. And it's hard when you hit midlife and it feels like life is just not clicking. I want to help you have a centered life to feel like you're thriving and that you love every minute of your life as it is right now. And I promise you, you really can do that. And I am so happy to have you here. So I just wanted you to hear that. Be sure that you're following me and wherever you get your podcasts so that you never miss when I drop a new one. And also like and comment. I do listen. 
if you've commented on these podcasts, you'll see that I start feeding you more information about those podcasts. In fact, what I was thinking to myself is I had with my son who turned 20 just recently, I cannot believe how old that child is, but when he was little and I had him in his summer programs, they usually had this like pocket of time at the end of the summer they didn't cover. And so we tended to do our, our family trips or whatever at the end of the summer. And so I'd never done this, like right out of school, let's get in the car and go kind of concept. And I loved it. Like I really did because we had this epic adventure that we went on and then I got home and I was like, Oh, and we still have all this time for summer left. Well, that's what I thought. And then life smacked us in the face. We had several things show up. Some of the major highlights. uh, I have a bunch of friends that are dealing with some major health conditions, which is really hard, to be honest. A couple of them actually were in hospital for long periods of time. So it wasn't like little stuff. Um, a couple of them are real close in age to me and that always messes with us in midlife, right? Like seriously, it's like, oh my gosh, my own mortality, all of those things, right? Am I doing everything? Okay. Did I, have I had all the checks? Am I, you know, what happens if that's me? Oh my God. So (laughs) like, It it hit me. It hit me really hard that that was happening. There were some childcare issues that that came up and we have, you know, amazing friends and family and haven't wanted really for much in um, trying to hogpodge together what we would do for my little eight year old. (laughs) But what I can say, because I've been a mom for 20 years, uh, that takes a cognitive load. You know, for those of you that listen to me that are parents, you know what I'm talking about. It's it, it, you know, when you sign them up for camp and you know that they're going to be someplace every day, that's one thing. When you're like trying to figure out day to day during your work schedule, like, okay, so this is the day she's going over here. And this is the day that they're going to do this. And I have to start then. And then I have to pick her up by this time and blah, 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 blah. Like there's a, there's a terrible cognitive load that goes with that. So, I mean, super fortunate. We've figured it out. Super fortunate. I work from home, not, you know, eight-year-olds are great. They can take care of themselves while their mom is online for an hour, but they also get bored real easy. So, I mean, it's been trying for her and I to go through that. So, you know, a lot of health issues, the childcare thing, these are some major deals. And then, you know, honestly, I had thought that my work schedule was going to look a little different when I got home and it still is kind of choppy and not exactly where I wanted it to be. And so I kind of go into this feverish, like, gotta, I got to change things, let change it up, change it up. What do we got to do? What do we got to do? Or double town on some, you know, projects or, you know, um, just start to accept other gigs, you know, oh yes, I'll do that. Yes, I'll do that. Yes, I'll do that. And of course, uh, what I wasn't paying attention to was what that was going to end up looking like in August was three weeks in a row of working. Cause I had two weekends where I was working back to back and that wasn't going to be lovely. So, you know, I, in back in June, I kind of knew that was coming up because I had kind of thrown some of that together and I was like, Oh, great. That's going to come up. Well, maybe, maybe I'll be able to move some things around. I don't know. I we'll see, we'll see what I'll do. Or it might, it might not be that bad. There was several other little things that happened as well. And as we all know, little things become their own big thing. And so I, you know, 
about mid-July at just, you know, week after we had got maybe late July, it was late July, about a week after we had, you know, really settled in, had been here for a minute, but all of those things were happening simultaneously straight away as we got back, just had a meltdown. Just had a good old meltdown on a Saturday. I was like, are you kidding me? All of these things. Are you kidding me right now? And of course it showed up in a, you know, a way where I was, you know, feverishly trying to get ready to get us out the house because we had someplace to be, um, getting into it with my eight-year-old because things weren't put away and we've been home a week and the laundry's been done and why is this not done and blah, 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 blah. And so she and I were at each other. And so I started my meltdown, then she started her meltdown. And then I was like, okay, <laughs> this is like, this is an accumulation of you've been gone for four and a half weeks or so. Um, that takes some, uh, you know, a certain amount of bandwidth you're home now, but all this stuff has kind of hit you in the face. Okay. Um, and here is, you know, this child that needs you to not lose your shit on her because it's not on her. So it, it was just like all of that all at once. And I saw myself doing it and I showed up with that compassionate self-awareness. And it was really at that moment that I started to see the shift for myself. So that's what I wanted to share with you guys today, because it was a really beautiful way of, listen, first of all, we all put pants on one leg at a time, whatever the hell that means. I think it's supposed to mean we're all kind of the same, right? Like I have my stuff too. Just because I teach this stuff doesn't mean I don't put this stuff into practice. I put it into practice all the time. And so I'm using this as an example, a really great example of how the learn to love your story methodology really just helps keep you in check in moments like this. So I was depleted, you know, my stress had hit here my resources, they were, they were a little below that. And so I had myself a nice big meltdown. Now, old Natalie, old Natalie didn't know about compassionate self-awareness. Old Natalie would have shown up in that moment and been very awful to me. That inner mean girl would have showed up and been like, I can't believe that you just yelled at your kid about that. I can't believe you're having a meltdown. Like, like you're not the one in the hospital. You're not the one that's, you know, can't, fine childcare. There are people that can't do that. So what are you whining about? I'd ashamed myself. I'd uh, really brought out the whip at a time like that and really been hard on myself. And it's not that I don't notice that voice because I still have that voice show up in moments like this, but I have practiced for a while now, this, this idea of that compassionate self-awareness, which by the way, are the first two of my courses is self-awareness and self-compassion. And I, I kind of put the two, I combine the two together once you know them into this superpower that we call compassionate self-awareness. I've talked about it on the podcast before, but compassion really allowed me to show up kind of as a friend, you know, with that kind understanding, knowing of, okay, you need to have a good cry. So why don't you just sit down and just feel these feels for a second, but don't stay there. You don't get to wallow there because when you're done, what I'm going to need you to do is show up with a little bit more bandwidth, right? So here's your stress, but we'll have a little more resource after you let some of this emotion out. And with a little bit of that bandwidth, I need you to show up and problem solve with me. We need to be looking looking at this a little bit harder and deciding what needs to stay and go for the rest of the summer so that you don't just have repeated meltdowns day after day after day, which is no good for anybody. All right. So that's where I was at in my compassionate self-awareness. 
And the next thing that I did is the next step that I have and the next course that I have, which is around really looking at what are those things in our life that people have told us we need to be doing, taught us we need to be doing, could be family, could just be social conditioning. You know, you might just have learned like you have to be doing these things all the time. I needed to take a hard look at all of the stuff that was on my plate. And I've talked about this analogy before, but I'll say it again. Like the way that I look at it, you know, stress and when we feel overwhelmed in stress is when things are falling off of our plate and we we get one plate, it's life, right? It never gets any bigger. It doesn't get any smaller. And sometimes if it does get smaller, it's because things are getting put on the plate that can't come off, right? Some things get affixed to our plate in a way that they're never going to fall off. Uh, you know, health concerns, for instance, right? They're not, they're, they're there. We have to deal with them. Other things will fall off if we don't deal with them. So here's this plate that I have, and I, I had too much on it. And I needed to take a look at what are the things that really are things that I've been told I should be doing, that I have to do, or that it should look a certain way or whatever, that don't attach to what is my core belief? You know, what's my centered life look like? What do, what's my idea, my big dream of where I'm going here? And if this isn't matching up to that, then this isn't my stuff. This is programming and conditioning from my world, through family, through culture, through social life, whatever, that no, not, no longer serves my purpose. I, I no longer need to do this, right? So it's, a, it's, an, it's like going through a closet that you're ready to take everything out of it and go put it in the garbage. You're so upset. That stupid closet will not shut, except... Okay. So my, my, my compassionate self-awareness said, take a minute now. I know the closet is really scary. So I want you just to like cry it out, do your thing and then come back. And then you and I are going to take these things out one at a time. And we're going to put them in piles. We're going to put it in the pile of not your stuff, programming and conditioning that doesn't serve you any longer and your stuff. And how are we going to organize that? Then we'll put it back in this closet in a way that feels centered and lovely. And like, you can love the life that you're living in right now, even when people have health issues and your business still doesn't look in the organized fashion that you were looking for. And childcare is a bit wonka doodle for a little while until school starts. So that's what I did. I started to sort out what are these things over here that I keep piling on me like they're mine, but they're not mine, right? I think they're mine. like, I should be doing this. So anytime I said things like should, I stopped shooting on myself. And I, I put that in the category of, I don't think that's an alignment with what's serving me in my centered life that I'm trying to create for myself, right? So after doing that, I found myself pretty surprised. To be honest, I had quite a few things that I was still holding on to as shoulds and, you know, must do and is on your agenda that really weren't stuff that aligned with a centered life. They were they were things that aligned with an old life, right? With that I'm going to, you know, shame you into doing the right thing, which by the way, science is pretty clear about when inner mean girl shows up, Shame does not work. It never has worked. 
it is how we're wired. We're wired to look at what's going wrong, not to be compassionate and kind towards ourselves. We go into fight or flight or freeze mode. And so really we're trying to avoid it or fight it to get away from this threat in our life, which is why it is so important to anchor back to something else entirely, to that centered version of yourself, that compassionate awareness that says, okay, this is, this is crazy. This feels awful right now. This is overwhelming. And there are ways to manage that. So let's stay clear and let's just feel the feels and then do the next right thing. And that's what I started to do. I just started to look at this long laundry list of things that weren't serving me. And, you know, I haven't gotten through them all. I didn't get to that three weeks and have some miraculous plan for myself where I felt like, oh, I took extra time off during the week because I worked the weekends. I just wasn't able to line it all up with all of the convolution of what was going on in our, our lives right now. So um, I've been working. I'm, I'm actually, as I record this, right at the tail end of that. And all I can do is the next right thing in front of me. And so if the next right thing is I have a couple hours and a to-do list that's super long that does need to get done, but I'm feeling a little bit like the level of stress is too high and the level of resource is not giving me enough bandwidth, then I give myself some bandwidth. I do some self-care, right? I might spend some time alone. I might spend some time with my family. I might, you know, take a nap. I might do a meditation. I might go for an extra walk. Uh, but I do something that I know is going to be a bucket filler for me and just just widens that, um, that emotional bandwidth just a little bit. I've decided to make a big change in my Learn to Love Your Story business. I'm going to start doing individual coaching. People wanted more of an individualized touch, and I get why. So here's the thing. Go to the notes and click on the link to get your free one-on-one -on -one coaching session with me. Yeah, that's right. Free. And here's how I do this. I have an assessment that I've put together that really helps us to evaluate your midlife and get you back on course to have that centered life where you feel like you're thriving and really loving life as it is right now, not waiting for some epic thing to happen later in your future, but really loving your life that you're in. So I start with that valuation and we sit down together and have a conversation about it. And I'll set you on the course for where you want to focus your efforts. So be sure that you sign up for your free one-on-one -on -one individual coaching session. I'm really excited to be adding this to the whole repertoire of what I do here at Learn to Love Your Story. And I'm really excited to get to know you just a little bit better. I keep talking about emotional bandwidth. I should do like a whole <laughs> podcast on emotional bandwidth now that I think about it because I use this concept a lot. My, my It's a shorthand in my mind for, you know, what's that gap between where stress stops and your level of resource maxes out. You want to keep that gap pretty generous, right? We want to have a little bit of wiggle room so that stress never gets to the point where we're blown, you know, we've blown and essentially have to have a meltdown on a Saturday afternoon. It happens to all of us. It happens literally to all of us. There's just going to be times where that stress level does actually exceed what we have for resources. And resources can be things that we do for ourselves. We cope how we cope with things like internally, but our resources also are our people, is our community and are we asking for help when we need help and that kind of thing. So this is what I was looking at. I was I was facing that 
facing that issue. I was looking at that closet. It was a mess. It was just an unholy mess. <laughs> and so I started to organize it out. I had this whole group. We've made several trips to the Goodwill now. Things are feeling much, I haven't had meltdowns. Like things are feeling much more organized, but there's still quite a bit of that uh, late summer cleaning that I am doing with what I uncovered. Cause there was just too many things on my plate and my plate was letting things fall off that I didn't want to fall off. Like getting places on time when I had a commitment, which is that Saturday morning, kind of the straw that broke my back, which it, nothing, it's not a big deal. So it wasn't not making that thing on time. It was, you know, everything that was piling up on me that led to me not having enough mental capacity to get there that day on time, which was fine because I had my meltdown, my compassionate awareness showed up. I did my sorting in my categories of what's, what's me, what's important to me, what needs to get reorganized back in here. What's not me, what's programming. What do I need to get the hell away from now? Because it's just not serving me anymore. And those, my friends, are my first three of the courses. So, you know, head over to the the notes. You can always go to the website, learntoloveyourstory.com. You can see what those courses are. I even actually have a quiz that you can take that tells you which of those courses might be best for you. And as you heard me say earlier, I also am adding individual coaching into my my coaching business. So if you're interested at all in getting your own valuation of where you're at midlife, how close you are to that centered life thriving or not, uh, and what my individual recommendations are for you, my gift to you is to give you that for free. The first hour is just that valuation report. You and I will sit down, go through it, and you'll have great ideas for what you need to be doing as you walk away from that. So make sure you head to the notes and click on that link if it's anything that you are interested in doing. I started these earlier this year. I want to say it was back in like February or March. They are really fun to do, and I really enjoyed them. So I'm going to be incorporating them now as part of getting you started with individual coaching, if that's something you're interested in. But that first one, always free. So head on over to those notes and click on those links if that's anything that sounds like something that would help you stay on track to learning to love your story in that centered life of yours that you want to thrive in. All right. So I'm adding a little addition here. It's the legal stuff. Just so you're aware, nothing in any of these podcasts constitutes actual psychotherapy. Yes, I am a licensed clinical psychologist in the state of Minnesota, but everything here is just educational in nature and is a suggestion of things that you could be doing in your own life to learn how to love the life that you're in instead of waiting for a life that you're dreaming of to come towards you. So just remember, this is not therapy. And if ever you need any resources for mental health, look in my notes and I'll always have a little blurb at the bottom where you can click on a link and get those services for yourself.